Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right, everybody. I want to welcome you to this week's May Chexic discussion group call for tactical sovereignty. This wonderful, cloudless, chemtrailless day here on Southwest Florida. Uh, first day of the week, not the seventh, not the Sabbath, like I've said. It's kind of nice tonight, actually, sitting outside. I can see stars and things, which is pretty rare. It seems like it's off and on down here as far as um, the uh, quote unquote cloud cover goes. You'll have days that. You don't see a cloud in the sky, and then all of a sudden you see a few planes fly through and spray, and next thing you know, the sky is overcast. But anyway, uh, this evening, actually, I was just going to cover a blog that I'm working on writing. It's uh, still incomplete, so it's going to make it a little difficult for me to cover it tonight because I've got notes and et cetera, et cetera, and it keeps expanding. But I'm going to do a gloss over on uh, The Good Slave. An election to emigrate. And um, that's the blog I'm working on right now. And so I'm just going to kind of do a glossary coverage on that. And some of it's going to answer some questions, I think, for people that have been asking Hello? privately. Hello? Yeah. Can you help me? What do you need? I'm trapped in a cave. Trapped in a cave? Where's the cave at? New Jersey. I've been trapped in here for 36 years. I didn't know there were caves in New Jersey. There was a cave in the suburbs. No. Do you hear the noise? Please help me. Well, if you're in the suburbs, is there a neighbor near the cave? Am I alone? Since 1980. How are you getting a cell phone signal? Oh, I have my ways. Oh, you I have my yourself. ways. All right. Well, I can't escape. Right. There's been a rock in front of the entrance. Just say open oh. sesame. Yeah, then say it, say it three times also. You gotta do everything in threes. Open sesame, open sesame, open sesame. It's not working. Please help me. How do you charge your phone? I have my ways, like I said once again. Well, you said you were trapped there six years, but you said you've been there since 1980, and that's a long time ago. I'm dead. I'm dead. I'm a ghost. Okay, well, then just uh, you need to free in spirit. You need to leave. You're not trapped to earthly things, so that cave should not be hurting you. I'm in heaven. 
Well, if you're in heaven, you're not trapped. All right. That's very interesting. Always fun to get that. You know, people should actually hear some of the voice messages I get on my phone. Um, I get calls from people pretending to be police sergeants and wanting info. And hell, it's just crazy. It's unbelievable. But, you know, and this kind of really ties into what we're going to be covering tonight. You know, if, if I wanted to plan a hoax or something to start this call out with, that probably would have been it. That would have been perfect. But anyway, so as I said, everybody's muted out now. Um, it, that action was actually created by heaven, not me. It muted everybody. So, <clears throat> um, anyway, so I'm just going to do a glossary over the good slave uh, an election to emigrate. And explain that, that title as well, because a lot of people in this, you really get in and start learning things, researching things. We don't know what a lot of the language means. Um, I'll tell you what, kids back in 18, what was it, 1893, I looked at the eighth grade exam um, for completing eighth grade. And there's college students that couldn't pass it today. And so when people are saying, oh, back then... You know, they weren't educated. They couldn't read. No, let me tell you something. People were more educated than they are today. This nation didn't get built on a bunch of people that didn't know how to read. Okay? Here's a little common sense there. But an election is a choice. Okay? And so this is basically a choice to emigrate. And emigrate means to leave the land that you're on and settle somewhere that is more beneficial for you and your family. Um, fortunately today, the way this system has been set up is that they actually know that there can be no ownership of land. That's why nobody owns any, um, land. You'll only own property. And through that ownership of property is really, um, where you get your rights to use the land at. And that's, that's just kind of a, a concept that takes time sometimes for people to wrap their mind around, but that, that's the way it works. Um, you know, we're blessed today to be experiencing uh, what I would say a modern-day awakening. Um, there was the Great Awakening that occurred. Um, I think it's listed as 1765, something like that. But it actually started in, like, the 1640s and went up to... Uh, early 17 whatever and that that was an awakening really uh, with Christianity and scripturally it was the reformed church that was behind it and that's one of the things actually that I found in one of the books is that you know discuss the reformed church and what the people were doing and what they were doing is they were actually separating themselves from the system that was running everything today uh, because they weren't in agreement with it and I don't think people today should be in agreement either. Uh, that's one of the reasons why myself, I revoked uh, my application for my voter's registration. is because through voting, you're not, you're not going to get anything done, number one, with voting. But whatever they want to do, the powers that be that are running things, they're going to do it one way or another. And they're going to do it by only presenting you with people to vote for who are going to do what they want to get done. I, you know, sad to say. 
there's people who, you know, mentioned to me, well, what about Trump, this and that? Well, you know, you need to look at some of the smaller situations going on, some of the things going on worldwide. And I would bring up Venezuela, for instance, because Trump has mentioned Venezuela. Uh, Trump, here a month ago or so, I heard him say that what was happening in Venezuela was, um, how did he term it? He said it was a danger to our democracy. Okay, number one, all you patriots out there that love Trump. Why is Trump saying a danger to our democracy? I thought this nation was supposed to be a constitutional republic for all you constitution lovers out there. So why is your boy Trump saying a danger to our democracy? What's really happening down there and why it's considered a danger is because Maduro, who just went through an election and won it, but though they don't want to observe him, they, they want to push through the one that didn't win. It's like they want to push through their own Hillary Clinton, for instance. Is, in this case, is a very socialist um, entity down there. that They want to back that entity instead of Maduro. What Maduro has done is, uh, and, you know, you kind of draw a parallel right now with the shutdown in the United States and Congress not meeting. Kind of similar to what Maduro did. Maduro got rid of the National Congress. Okay, He got rid of them because a lot of those people were people bought and paid for and put in place by countries like the U.S. and other countries that are friendly to the U.S. And he shut them down. He ended their rule completely. And what he instituted um, was a Congress of the local people and he reached out to local communities and said send me your delegates send me your people that you want to represent you they are going to make up the new congress they're going to make up the new assembly and that's what's happening and that to me is why what's going on in venezuela would be considered a danger to the u.s democracy because the u.s democracy basically can be explained as someone having their boot on your neck all right and down there they've ended that and they're going back to putting the powers back into the communities instead of a centralized um, federal system. That's what Maduro wanted. And that would be a danger because if the American people were to see this being done somewhere else, she'd say, hey, you know what? Guess what? We could do that. And that's the last thing any of the powers here that they would want well, anybody getting an idea about. Don't want anybody getting any fancy ideas, you know. So that that's one of the things that you really have to pay attention to is some of the details going on behind the scenes. You know, turn off Fox News, turn on turn off CNN, MSNBC, whatever, you know. Um, the, the system really is run in a duality. Uh, there's negative influences combined with the positive influences. That, that's how a binary system works. And this is displayed today in a lot of terms like fear porn and fake news, which, like I referred to by, you know, the false messiah, it's been kind of propagating that latter term today, fake news. Now, we need to realize today's system and what its objective is and its methodology. What we really would assume today 
is that we're in a system that is kind of a reward and punishment system where if you do good, good things will happen. If you do bad, bad things will happen. Well, at the same time in the system, if you're doing good um, and you're contributing back to society, it's giving you that high credit score and all of that, then really good things should be coming back to you. And if you end up in a situation of need or of problems, then wouldn't it make sense that a system like that would come back and, and reward you because you've helped prop up the system the whole time? No, instead what happens in, is that somebody will run into a problem and the system will say, okay, well, how much money do you earn a year? What's your current job? What's your current home worth? Whatever the case. Oh, well, yeah, you have too much money. We're not going to do anything for you. Or you have the ability to make too much money, so we're not going to do anything for you. Even though you might be at rock bottom and have gone through everything that you've had so far financially to try and resolve the issue that uh, came across your path unexpectedly, you know, you kind of get, uh, oh, sorry, you know. Whereas you see the people who, for instance, never graduated high school, didn't go to college, uh, never held a meaningful job, you know, never tried to create anything, never tried to build anything, uh, those people are rewarded. Um, we saw towards the end of the last administration, which it's changed now, but towards the last, end of the last administration, that over 50% of the people in the United States of America were now on some sort of social aid. It's like, whoa, you know, a direction like that cannot be sustained. Absolutely cannot be sustained. But though at the same time, you're looking at it going, wait a second. In a system that's built on reward for doing good things, you would think that in the lifespan of the United States, that this country should be very wealthy, very abun abundant, and able to help out people. So how come are the rewards being handed out in reverse? It makes absolutely no sense unless you understand the methodology of what's going on and what is really being intended. And the intended is not make America great again. I mean, number one, who knows? Does the creator want America to be great again? You know, was America really as great as it thought it was in the first place? I would contend that the United States has never won a war, period, on their own. They should have been able to. They've got a huge enough uh, fighting force, but it's always required the help of France, Britain, Canada, other countries in order to take care of any kind of conflict. Even look at something as small as what they wanted to call police action in Vietnam. That should have been able to single-handedly being taken care of almost overnight by the U.S., uh, but it wasn't, and that wasn't the intention for that same time. Uh, and that gets into a whole new topic altogether anyway. But, you know, I'm going to set the notes for this blog aside right now. You know, what we need to realize for starters is that when people do see hard times and problems, um, we are all responsible to our neighbor. We are a brother's keeper. We are supposed to be helping each other out. 
uh, myself, I experienced that firsthand. If it hadn't been for people around me, you know, I, I would have been in a really hard, hard situation. You know, I probably would have been sleeping under a palm tree somewhere. But, but that wasn't the case because the people came together. And the people will come together and they'll be able to do greater and better things for each other than even the state can do. Because at the end of the day, we've got to realize the state's not doing anything that doesn't promote itself or help its agenda or help them get closer to the end goal and means that they're striving for. That's extremely important. And one of the things also that I think people need to realize and pay attention to is, and I quickly learned when studying things and saying, oh my gosh, we got lied to about this or we're misled about that or this over here isn't necessarily the way things are. This isn't the truth. You know, things that we took for granted to being the case all this time ends up being something, you know, a completely different animal than what we thought. Maybe say, you know what? Maybe we need to look at everything. Or maybe I need to look at everything, rather. And I went to me, for me, I went to, you know, the, the beginning of my education which is the beginning of the education for most people, which happens at Sunday school. And I, I look at things that were said by Yeshua, like he quoted that these things I have done, you shall do also and greater. Well, you know what? Today, people can't even begin to even equal what he's done or did, let alone do greater things. I mean, hello? And that, that tells me right there, then there's something seriously wrong. Because just like the U.S. system financially, the way it's set up and how it should work, where it slowly gets stronger and stronger and greater and greater, instead it's based on a fractional system of lending. It's based on a system where it expands and contracts. And it seems to me like, the man-made religious systems have pretty much copied the same thing. They're not doing anything any different. They, we are not doing anything greater than Yeshua did, which over the past several thousand years when he was here, we should be. We, we should have grown, expanded, gotten greater. We should really be the ones in control instead of looking for somebody else to take care of us. And, and to me, that's just a, a very, very basic, basic, important thing. Um, I'm going to go back and unmute everybody here now. Uh, is, I know there were people with specific questions, people who weren't trapped in caves. And if you aren't speaking, if you aren't speaking, just mute yourself out, preferably to prevent background noise. And how are you all doing? Give us your name and where you're from. I did hear a bunch of noise when I unmuted everybody, so I assume there were people wanting to talk about something. Um, either way, you know, the exit door and the ability to immigrate has been made very simple for people because it's not a matter of, you know, packing your bags. You know, you can, you can immigrate without a suitcase, okay? 
because there is no claim on the land. You can't own the land. The creator owns the land, period. Uh, this system knows it. The religious systems, the Vatican even knows that, even though they would tend to make you think otherwise. They can't take over the land and you sitting on it. They can, they can only have control over your right to using it. It goes back to usufruct. It was written about by Jefferson. Um, I, I found it interesting. I was researching something this last week, and I can't remember really what I was looking for, but I stumbled across a, a court case online that I thought looked interesting. It was uh, somebody who had their car searched, and they took it. I think they took it all the way up to the state Supreme Court. And one of the problems that the court had with his car being searched is that he had not expressly given permission for his vehicle to be searched. And the statement that they used really caught my ear. It said that they felt like his right of self-determination had been trampled. And self-determination is huge. If anybody has listened to some of the past calls that um, we've done, we're talking about self-determination a lot. Uh, David Williams covers that pretty exclusively. Because that is one of the things that is paid attention to. You have your own right of self-determination. The problem is today is that people have not exercised that. They just go along with the flow. They're happy as long as there's a six-pack in the fridge and the game is on TV. They're not paying attention. They don't care about anything you know, in, until they get pulled over or they get that notice in the mail. Then all of a sudden they want to start, start learning things. But a lot of these things need to have been learned from a much younger age or as soon as we realize that there is an issue, uh, when you start looking into what the issue is, what the problem is, how we've ended up where we're at today, and who's really running things. Because these are principalities and powers in high places. Um, somebody had asked me in a message a couple days ago to touch on that. And this goes back to the fire. And that is five hours prior to the fire, I had been thinking and I stumbled on something that just really caught my attention and turned a light on for me is that everything we do, uh, we're doing and, you know, sacrificing every spring to another God, another ruler, every, everything we do is being offered up to another entity. Uh, how many people have dictated where their energy is going and to what so-called God? their energy is being expended for. If it's just being expended for yourself to take care of your own needs and your own wants, your own desires, then it's not going to the right God. But what I did was I declared that all my energy was going to the creator of all, the father of all, or the mother father, which is also referred to in a lot of old texts. When I stumbled on that, that really made me stop and think is like wow so you've got the Vatican that worships Mary and that's the direction they push everything in you've got the religions today in the West that focus on the Sun and God the male aspect um, but you go back a few thousand years ago and they're looking at the entity of the mother father a duality and so the Vatican is pushing one side out 
the Western religions are pushing another side out and never completing the whole, never putting everything into complete perspective. And I think that's a mistake people have made. And I think people are starting to wake up to that and are starting to learn, hey, you know, you can't have one without the other. They exist together and they have to be respected together at the same time. Anyway, with that being said, if anybody wanted to bring anything up, feel free to bring it up. Um, I've got the lines opened up again. Um, just don't try and cloud up the call if you're calling from a cave. <laughs> I know somebody has got to have some input to this area of conversation because I've basically covered two topics here covered the topic of the system, the way the system runs, and, you know, a quick look at today's religions. And one of the things that strikes me interesting is that I always thought, you know, something really doesn't make sense here. If the Romans got rid of Yeshua, if they put him to death because of the message that he was being preached, and we all know now today that the Roman system just moved over here, and they actually moved worldwide. And this is still the Roman system running things today. Then how come the Roman system is allowing the Christian churches today? That pretty much tells me one thing. The Christian churches of today are not preaching the message that Yeshua was preaching. Otherwise, they'd be closed down in a heartbeat. And I think that one little nugget right there is something for people to think about and research on. Should be somewhat mind-expanding for people. Well, this has been a short call. You know, I didn't really get into everything that I wanted to cover just because of the situation where I'm at right now and everything, but that's fine. Uh, the blog will be coming out in the next week or so, and people can read it. And try and digest it. Um, like I said, everybody's lines opened up. If anybody wants to comment, question, whatever, uh, go for it. Otherwise, I'll shut it down here in the next couple minutes. And we'll join up again next week. Joshua, I see you keep bouncing in and out. <laughs> I'm going to have to get on maybe Angela Stark's call or somebody uh, just to see how things look from the other end for somebody that's calling in rather than from my position as the admin of the call. And... Uh, Because I think there's a lot of difficulties and stuff like that with people patching in and stuff like that, as opposed to the way talk show used to be. But I think I have given a few things here for people to really consider and think about. And, you know, the last thing that I talked about was man, the man-made religions in, in, in contrast with spirituality. Spirituality is taught by Yeshua, you know, it's supposed to be done by yourself, with yourself, in private, you know, what did he do? You know, he, he went to the garden alone, you know, 
Uh, he didn't go and meet up with a big congregation of people or anything like that. Your, your relationship with the father and mother of all is really supposed to be a one-on-one -on -one relationship. You know, it's not a relationship that you're showing off to a bunch of other people. And I think exposing some of these realities of today's man-made religions is probably the biggest thing that people have a hard time accepting and they won't argue with you about. Because everybody was brought up with this King James Bible provided by little Jimmy, King James, uh, back in 1611 or whatever. And they're in love with their King James. Oh, I'm sorry, you know, being in love with your King James provided by little Jimmy would be absolutely no different than Obama or Trump or George Bush providing a spiritual book and saying, here, this is the path you are all allowed to follow. I mean, that would make no sense to us today. We would laugh at it. But though we're laughing at one of those same rulers from over 400 years ago that did the same exact thing. And that's a very, very simple concept. Not hard to comprehend. Well, anyway, I think I'm going to end this call since there's no questions or dialogue going on this evening. And meet you all up next you Sunday You mean night. except me? Yeah, yeah, except you, Dave. Yeah, you're, you're, I you're, was doing dishes, though. I would have I jumped in a while ago. But my yeah. phone was on my shoulder, my hands were in a pot of water, and anyway. Yeah, um, somehow you don't yeah. have a problem patching in, but yeah, yeah. if you know you were going to bring up, go ahead and bring it up. Oh, I, I didn't. I just wanted to thank you for what you do and uh, wish you luck on your endeavors. And Anyway. I hear, I do hear somebody trying to say something, I think. Do you think people are not able to get on? Because, I mean, I'm on the yeah. phone. Is that how everybody gets on, or do they get on with a computer? I think the majority get on with a computer. But, you know, talk shoe changed everything here two or three months ago. And it, it was easier at that time. Um and there was a lot of dialogue at that time. But now since they switched over, there's like almost none, which doesn't really make sense to me, but oh well. Huh. Yeah, we used to but, have you know, a lot more people on the calls. Yeah, well, there's still a lot of people on. Just um, not really hearing anybody speak up. Huh. That was pretty freaky, that uh, chick in the cave in heaven and, uh, and, and in New Jersey. Yeah, yeah. First she was six years. Yeah, first she was in a cave, stuck in a cave in New Jersey for the last six years, and then she was stuck there since the eighties, and then she was in heaven. Yeah. So. Actually, I heard her, I heard her say nineteen eighty. Okay. And uh, yeah, I, they didn't have cell phones in nineteen eighty. Yeah. Yeah. Well, actually, they did have cell phones. I heard, I read something, or we saw something online, 1946, or... Oh, well, they had satellite phones. They had satellite uh, phones. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. But yeah, that was pretty freaky when she when she when she chimed in. I thought I recognized her voice. <laughs> oh, maybe if she's in heaven, maybe maybe you've heard her voice in your dreams. Right. <laughs> oh my gosh, unreal. Well, all right, I won't hold you up. Yeah, no big deal. Interesting, I ran across a statement today from Pope Pius X. It said, what profit has this fable of Christ not brought us? I thought, gosh, you know, how spot on. Look at the wealth that the Vatican has. It's definitely brought them some great profits, hasn't it? Yeah, no kidding. You know, and... You know, a lot of people that listen to me talk or read anything, any statements I make or anything, and, I mean, uh, there's even been a video put out saying I was Antichrist or whatever. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry if I don't believe the King James Version letter for letter or anything like that. But, you know, I'm not so sure that Jesus was a Christian. And I really don't think that people have really heard the message that he was sharing to people. I think people have totally misunderstood what he was trying to tell people. Well, I'll tell you, I'm, you know, I'm no Bible scholar by any means. Um, and I, and I listen to a lot of people and I haven't read, read the Bible in a long time. Um, but, uh, I, I, have you ever seen the documentary ring of power? It sounds familiar. It's, it's quite long. Um, it's a, it's it's about seven hours or more. Can't remember exactly. I I watched it here in in you know different segments because it was so long uh, on my at my grandson's first birthday. So he he'll be six here on Tuesday. So it was five years ago. But this seventy plus year old woman told me about it, and she is like she is. A, a scholar on conspiracies, okay? Um, she's taught me a lot. And she bought that. Uh, she travels with Dr. Wallach. She's like his, you know, his first distributor um, 25 years ago, Char Murphy. You ever heard of her? She's on the uh, radio. That sounds familiar. She's on the radio with Doc. You know, he, he goes to her like that anybody, you know, she's got a high school education and and she, you know, helps a lot of people with, you know, Doc's products and his protocols. And so he goes, he goes to her on the radio show to show that anybody can do this, you know. And uh, so she travels the world, and uh, she goes to all kinds of different expos and conferences. And she bought that, uh, that a DVD, uh, Ring of Power, and she told me about it. And I looked it up on Change the Channel, the YouTube channel, uh, Kenneth Williams' right. YouTube channel, and it's there. And it's 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 kind of a zeitgeist thing. Okay. But it really breaks down. I I believe it. I think it's true uh, history of pretty much the world. Um, and I know I don't believe. I mean, I believe in a in a creator, but I don't believe that they've you know we've been taught who that is. Um, 
I really don't know who Jesus was or Yeshua or, you know, um, but Gary Don believes that, you know, he, I would say he's a Bible scholar, um, and he, he's, he's told me many times on calls, not me personally, but made the statement that Christ was not here for, you know, the, um, for the masses. Right. And, then, and the Bible wasn't written for everybody. It was only written for the 12 tribes of, you know, uh, Jacob, Israel. Right. And, and then the, after him saying it several times, you know, on, for a couple of years I'd heard him say it many times. And one day we were on the, on the phone, my wife and I together, pulled out the Bible, and he said it, and she looked it up immediately and and read me the scripture. She was reading scripture or something and read that scripture where he said, he's only here for the lost sheep of Israel. You know, he's not right. here for anybody but them. And, you know, I thought that was very interesting. So well, um, I know that, you know, organized religion is not, if if Christ, if, if you Yeshua is the son of God. They did not come, they, you know, he did not come here, you know, in the name of organized religion. You know, there's what, I don't know how many different, several hundred different religions, and they are, you know, people are killing each other, you know, because they don't, you don't believe in God the way I believe, whatever, you know, it's just insanity. So I believe that, you know, religion was created to control man. And oh, absolutely. Every, every, everything is a, a fear and control matrix. And what this system has done today is it mirrored exactly what was done in the Bible. In the Bible, you know, depending on how it's interpreted, but how it's been interpreted to the masses is that you're born a sinner. You're, you're in need of salvation. Well, in the system today, you're listed as a debtor. Well, there's really no difference between a debtor and a sinner. It's pretty much the same thing. They've just mirrored it. Yeah, I agree. So, and, yeah, it, it, like I've said, I, I had one call where I showed, I told people, you know, pull out Title One, United States Code Title One, right, and read that. I, I remember the first time I read it, I'm like, God, that sounds familiar. After the second time I read it, I was I got partway through, and I'm like, oh, I know where I read this. I know this story. This is the story of Genesis 1 and Genesis 2. And, it totally did, and when I sat and, and looked at it, and I compared the, the sections of creation and compared them to the sections in Title 1, they were almost exactly parallel as to how jurisdiction was set up, how, you know, the people came here, you know, how the different authorities worked. And you said Title One of what? United States Code. USC? Yeah. Okay. So USC Title One is Genesis. I've heard you say that before. Yeah. 
but I've never been able to read it. I'll have to see if my wife can pull that up. Yeah, I would definitely check that out. It's really interesting. Well, anyway, my phone's beeping on me. I don't know if it's going dead or what. Is this jaws a lot? Yeah, of I just power. had to switch phones. I lost a phone. Yeah. All right, great. All right, call. guys. Bye. Thank you. Appreciate it. Talk See to you, you next week. Absolutely. Catch you all later. Uh, every Sunday, seven o'clock Eastern. And like I always say, you need to learn who you really are, where you're really from, and where you're really at. Because if you get a handle on those three things, you'll know more than most. That is extremely, extremely important. Everybody be blessed, and we'll see you next week. Good night, brother. Good night. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.